What well, is time again for our weekly segment, which is focused on the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Our guest today is Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bain. Mike, extreme temperature fluctuations are part of any Nebraska season. A lot of people experiencing that this week, but it can be devastating to crops. Nebraska researchers, though, are working on improving crop tolerance to both heat and cold. And today we're talking about that research to make more crop make crops more tolerant to cold weather in particular. What do you want to share about this research? Yeah, thanks, Bryce. Uh, Rebecca Roston is the Ralph and Alice Rakes Chair in Plant Sciences, and she's an Associate Professor of Biochemistry here at uh, UNL in the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Her research, her lab, um, the research in her lab, really looks at the long-term um, dynamics of cell membranes and how they contribute to cell health. Um, I don't want to go all the way back into um, the biology class for, for folks listening, but, you know, think about a water balloon. That's the way I think about a, a, a plant cell, if you will. Um, that water balloon, if you put it into a cardboard box, the box would be the cell wall. Plants have these rigid cell walls. And then the actual balloon itself would be the cell membrane. And then the water in the cell, which our cells have lots of of water inside contains then all of the genetics, all of the all of the materials to keep that cell functioning. And Rebecca's work really focuses in then on in in my analogy on the balloon, on that membrane. And these membranes are really important, um, unlike the water balloon where it uh, doesn't let things in and and material out. Membranes are highly permeable. They they change uh, over time. They um, sometimes uh, shrink, they move water out, sometimes they bring in um, uh, nutrients or sometimes plant pathogens uh, cross that membrane. Um, the membranes and how, how things pass through that membrane is really complicated biochemistry and that's what Rebecca is an expert. Dr. Rostin and her team just really um, dials in and takes a look at those biochemical features, and she's specifically looking at them um, when it comes to uh, different plant species from diverse regions from around the world that have developed over time, um, millions of years, tolerance to temperate uh, temperate winter conditions, allowing them to grow year-round. And in northern latitudes, these species outperform crop species that were domesticated in tropical regions such as maize and rice. And so the idea here is what can she learn about membrane permeability from some of these wild species that has, have evolved in these temperate winter conditions that have given them a special way to regulate their membranes to withstand cold? And can we then, by understanding that, move that into some of our um, uh, commercial crops like maize and uh, soybeans, for example? There's no doubt, Mike, you were a plant pathologist. Felt like I was uh, in a class with Professor Bain there with the, uh, the education I lesson. Too bad. <laughs> Don't throw the water balloon at me. Oh, I, should, I appreciate that. It makes sense to me. But can you provide an example of a plant that has developed the, the tolerance to cold? Yeah, foxtail millet is the one example I'd, I'd pull from Dr. Rostin's work. This plant is a member of the panicoid grass family. Uh, sorghum is also a member of this family, so now you see kind of that connection, find a close relative that is cold tolerant, understand how its membrane allows it to be cold tolerant, 
and then with a close relative, see if you can't, you know, move it, move, move uh, that genetic regulation or those characteristics in there. And that's exactly what um, Rebecca is doing with her team. She's looking at sorghum's uh, internal clock to that a foxtail millet to see if it could be altered to improve its resilience to cold temperatures. And in fact, uh, her team just recently, I mean, I'm talking like uh, within the last three or four weeks, received a 1.8 million dollar grant from the National Science Foundation to pursue this strategy for enhancing cold tolerance of sorghum. So pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit more about the mechanics of this research? Yeah, I sure can, um, but not as well as Dr. Rothson. And I'll, <laughs> I'll try not to give you a class. Um, you know, she's looking at the the timing of cold. Uh, the cold response, her teams observed that uh, levels of sorghum's key defenses against cold, there are certain fats and different chemicals uh, that are, are associated with the membrane, actually flux throughout the day. So, you know, you think about these days that we're experiencing now, cold nights, cold mornings, and then as the daytime goes on, temperatures on a sunny day will increase, and then as the sun drops, the temperatures uh, decrease and and the membrane isn't isn't uh, uh, rigid. It's very fluid, very plastic, and so she's actually monitoring, you know, these fluctuations and then trying to figure out, you know, which of these uh, fluctuations or how to use the fact that these membranes flux like this to actually boost sorghum's tolerance. So she's really, I guess, using the foxtail as a as a as a example, understanding what goes on there, and then taking a look at sorghum. Um, yeah, there are other researchers that are connected um, to this work. James Schnabel. James is the Nebraska Corn Checkoff Presidential Chair and a professor of agronomy and horticulture. And um, Toshi Obata is an associate professor of biochemistry. And Frank Harmon, an adjunct associate professor of plant and microbial biology at the University of California, Berkeley. They're all looking at this with her. I think they're, um, you know, looking at different uh, vitamins, different uh, chemicals, for example, and trying to figure out how they might um, stretch that membrane flex. Uh, I think the ultimate goal of, of this work is not only thinking about sorghum's cold tolerance, but a close relative of sorghum, of course, is corn. And so, you know, if we can, if that team can figure this out in sorghum and then get it to work there, you know, the sky's the limit. Maybe, maybe corn is next on their list. So it's in, some incredible work happening right here in IENR in the Department of Biochemistry. Um, congratulations to these three professors on that major National Science Foundation grant. That's a big deal. I agree, Mike. This is a pretty cool story. I appreciate you joining us this week to share it. If you'd like to learn more for our listeners about all the exciting things that are happening at the University of Nebraska and within IANR, visit their website. It's ianr.unl.edu. Here on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Bryce Duskit reporting.